Welcome to the CRA Resource Show. CRA Resources is a unique recruitment agency with a single focus of providing CRA staffing for clinical studies across North America. My name is Becky Clark and I'm Operations Manager at CRA Resources. Today, we are sitting down with Angela Roberts, Head of Recruiting, and Natalie Priggy, one of our superstar recruiters slash account managers. And today's topic is continuing our last podcast theme of resume tweaking to put your best foot forward. So today we'll be talking more about the content or the meat of your resume. So make sure to visit CREresources.com slash blog to catch up on our latest blog posts. You can also sign up there to get this content delivered straight to your inbox. So I'll turn it over to Angela so she can give us more detail on our topic today. Thank you, Miss Becky. And as you mentioned, you know, this is all about resumes. And the most recent podcast that we finished actually covered some basics as it relates to how to get your resume read to begin with. And we shared some really great tips and funny stories as it relates to lazy versus crazy formatting and what that means and what you need to embrace and what you need to steer clear of. But we also talked a little bit about some innocent mistakes that some individuals create on their resume that could make them appear fraudulent. So if you if you missed that last podcast, navigate to our website or to one of our podcast channels and check it out because we think that that's really, really, really good in terms of contents and will help get you started. But with that being said, there are other things we want to talk about today, which is really more related to the content and what you need to add to your resume, perhaps what you need to leave off <laughs> of your resume. <laughs> you know, how do you make yourself show that you really know what you're talking about? And we can talk about things like accomplishments versus tasks or when is a resume too long or too short and, you know, different things that you can do if you're entry level versus old older, <laughs> older, so you don't look old, um, you know, all of those types of things. So I guess, Natalie, what I'd like to do is just start with you and ask you, what would you consider the top three things that would cause you to rule a candidate out when you look at the content of their resume? That's a great question. I would say um, one recently that has caught my eye when looking at resumes is when folks are just copying and pasting the exact same tasks for every CRA employment mm. um, or, you know, employment that they have had in general, that's the same role. Looking at that way where it's the same repetitive tasks comes across as lazy, you know, or mm. what have you really done in those employments? Talk to me about your accomplishments versus just these repetitive tasks. So I would say that that would be one in particular that that has catch my eye where I'm seeing that a little bit more. And I'm mm -hmm. seeing that our clients like to see more of that accomplishment versus tasks. And I can understand why, because sure. it tells them a little bit more about the individual. It's almost like reading their story, the series story, and what they can bring to their company when they're reviewing that resume. So I would say that that would be one topic or one thing that really pinpoints out for me. And it's um, really, really an important mm -hmm. one, too, before you move yeah. on to the next, because I see why in some cases CRAs would be interested in copying and pasting a job description. We we spoke a little bit about the resume scanning systems that most companies use during our last podcast, and it is very important to be able to grab keywords mm -hmm. so that your resume is saturated with those. Right. And copying the job description is a good starting point, but to your point, don't leave it at that because right. every every 
resume should tell a story. We like to read the resumes like we do novels. We say that over and over and over again. And if you've just copied and pasted from job descriptions and you're not speaking to what you've done, what mm-hmm. you did for that company, what you accomplished for them, what you did to help propel their mission forward, then something gets lost in the mix. It's quite generic, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say to kind of um, for the individual to kind of set themselves apart from that repetitive task mm-hmm. is if you have been a CRA for several years um, and you have done primarily almost the same task, maybe make it to where it's you have that top part of your resume where you speak about your CRA experience, but then after that, like your therapeutic background and what you've done, but then Mm -hmm. after that, make it more about your accomplishments, what you've been able to accomplish in in your CRA role. Yeah. So maybe then um, when you look at the resume, it looks something like under each employment when you have how, you know, the years, the months, whatever that you've worked there and your Mm -hmm. title, maybe that's where you say what's unique and creative um, in that and where you, what was different at each thing and what your goals were and what you accomplished um, within each employment section and having a separate section to your point, Natalie, above or below or whatever. These are the regular, you know, the standard Siri tasks that I did Mm -hmm. anywhere. I had this title, this was it, but then list all the unique things with each actual position. Correct. Um, Yeah. mm -hmm. And good examples of that. Yeah, I like that, too, because real good examples can be, and for those of you guys that are out there listening, it's not that complicated. We just Mm -hmm. need to know a little bit about what you did. So, for example, if you worked for three years at Cineos, first of all, working for a large CRO for three years is already a testament to your ability to navigate multiple systems and the Cadillac of training that you received while you were there and all of that. But speak to what you accomplished, right? Worked on three oncology projects, hard enrollment, helped improve site recruitment by such and Mm -hmm. such, handled X number of closeout visits to meet milestones, whatever you did that helped to make that project effective and and help the sites to be effective in being able to execute the project. Exactly. Yeah, a lot Mm. of these hiring managers, they see resumes all day long. You know, and if you can make your resume to where it's more of accomplishment focus versus just task focus, you're going to stand out. You're going to definitely stand out and they're going to see your accomplishments and, oh, wow, we could have used that in our last study or, you know what I mean? Let me get her through. So, yeah. mm -hmm. And it shows that you're result focused. You're not there to just punch in and punch out. You're there to help accomplish something. And, and, and we talked a little bit about in the last podcast that recruiting manage, recruiting hiring recruiters, (laughs) recruiters and hiring managers spend about seven seconds on a resume before they make a decision as to whether or not they're going to continue looking at it. And if your resume looks like every other job description or resume they've seen that you're, you might not get called out, but you may also not be one of the first ones that they reach out to. Right. Yeah. That's true. And with this in mind, you know, you kind of want to think about your resume as like real estate for, mm-hmm. you know, your brand and for your, you know, your advertising, what you do best and your skills and your accomplishments. And if you've got the same tasks repeated over and over, that just extends the page number, you know, on your resume. And I know we've gone on record to say that, the total page number is not necessarily, you know, make it or break it for us. We do have some clients that are more particular that shorter is better. But 
for us, you know, we want to see what you've accomplished. And if that takes longer, that's fine. But when you don't repeat just the same rote tasks, that mm. will naturally condense it. So you're saving your resume real estate for the really important, unique things that that showcase what a great hire you are compared mm-hmm. to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I definitely agree. So yeah. then, Natalie, what would you say is another thing that would cause you to rule out a candidate when you look at their resume? Sometimes they will add things as far as they love to go take a walk down the beach or (laughs) plant some beautiful flowers in the garden or some amazing volunteer work, which is great. I love that you, you know, the individual has a great work life balance and do things for themselves, but I don't think it's needed in the resume. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And it's funny, I've got a couple of sponsors that say, I want to know that much about the person that they yeah. love reading or they look. That is, those are the conversations to where you're trying to build a connection during the interview and you start talking about what you love to do in your spare time and you're trying to to build a bridge to the relationship that you're speaking with. But I absolutely agree. And we don't need you to say references available upon request. Yes. Of course, you're going to provide references upon (laughs) request. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. 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 And volunteer work, I mean, that's a tricky one, isn't it, you guys? Because that kind of speaks sometimes to um, those either newer candidates, entry level, whatever you want to call it, versus, you know, professionals that have been at this role for quite some time. Um, what would you say are things that you would either keep on or leave off based on whether you're more or less seasoned at the CRA role? Um, you know, if if you're not as seasoned as a CRA role, I probably would keep volunteer work if it's almost parallel to clinical research. If you did some volunteer work or some internship or something, even as a coordinator or if you were in the lab or something like that, I would definitely add that because it shows the foundation of that individual. Mm-hmm. Um now, if you've been a seasoned CRA, I don't know if I would add all that information. Mm-hmm. You have to think about the point, right? Yeah. The point of a resume is to get you interviewed. And what's going to get you interviewed is to be able to exhibit your hard and soft skills. Mm-hmm. As a seasoned professional, your accomplishments and ta- your accomplishments that you list as your tasks or your bullets, and, and that's going to get you there. Right. As a non-seasoned professional, I would agree. And, and maybe as an entry level, you were a school teacher. And so you you don't have anything except for right. your internships and your fast track education and your certifications or whatever you've done. But then you want to take that time to relate how the soft skills that you learned in the school teaching role or whatever it is will then align with the position mm-hmm. that you're you're trying to to win at that time. And so you've got to make it relatable so that someone can right. say this person was able to handle conflict or tight timelines or their travel fit or their whatever it is. But it's got to be relatable. I mean, if you were a real estate broker back in the 80s and, you know, you've been in the industry for 25 years, it is silly to include that on your resume because it detracts from the point mm-hmm. and it makes you look like an older professional. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is yeah. the problem when it comes to ageism, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad you talked about ageism or brought it up. That's kind of the elephant in the room, I think, in this industry. I mean, do you think that this is a big issue? What are your thoughts on that, Angela? I, I like to believe that none of our clients consciously practice ageism. And I've gone on record saying this before. Our clients are awesome. And I do believe that they their their goal always is to identify the highest quality CRAs that are going to 
be able to be competent on their projects, but also fit in their culture. But what I do believe happens is there's an unconscious bias for individuals that are older. And I think and I think that happens with all of us is, you know, you start thinking about, any you know, your daughter's dating someone that's how many years older than her? I mean, it starts at an early mm-hmm. onset age and in different situations. So I believe it would be. I think it would be a flawed approach for any candidate that has a lot of experience to not consider the fact that someone looking at the resume may consciously or unconsciously practice ageism. So you've got to find that balance of how do you highlight the the hard and soft skills that you hold in order to make you effective in the role and be competitive without making you look like you've been in the industry since the days of Methuselah, because that balance is extremely important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely, because we want them to to come across that they are senior. They have been at this for a long time. They are very experienced. So how do we get that across without, you know, um, exposing perhaps their exact age? One thing that comes across my mind is maybe like, for instance, on your education section, maybe you list your degree where you got it from, but maybe you leave off the year. You know, if you got your bachelor's in 1970 something, maybe you leave that year off and just have your your education foundation. It's there. You're just not giving them exactly when, you know, not letting them do the math <laughs> when they think that you maybe you went to college. Um, so uh, that's one idea. Do you have another one, Natalie, for how it looks on your resume? Um, I've seen um, in the past that I thought was interesting is where if they've been in the industry for 20 plus years or many, many years, they don't list um, like, how can I explain it? So like the first part of the resume, they'll have like, let's just say their ta- 10 latest um, employments and they have the months and the years and the role and the company and all that good stuff. And then prior to those 10 years, maybe listed in a like bullet point, you know, where they did CRA work for so many years, then, you know, if they did some management or coordinator, just kind of list the amount of years on it. That way it doesn't show the year precise that they started as a coordinator or the year precise when they went into a CRA role, but it shows that they have that experience, but not very specific details with the dates, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important if you've been a nurse, mm-hmm. if you've been a coordinator specifically, yeah. and there are other roles that are, are key also, but nursing and coordinating, if if you're a senior CRA and you started your career in those roles, don't take them off your resume. Yeah. Don't and and to your point, Great. I mean, maybe the years need to be tweaked. Don't don't change the years. I mean, the years are the years, right. but leaving them off is a different Leave, discussion. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, having your experience there, but don't have to provide the details as far as the years. Just registered nurse for 10 plus years. Yeah. Clinical research coordinator for six years. Yeah. Started CRA work, blah, 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 blah. You know, like very generic information, but them showing that you have that experience, but not specific with the dates and years. Yeah. And sometimes those things can be bullets in your professional summary section. Exactly. You know, so you exactly. can highlight the foundations right off the bat at the very yep. top, and then they can drill into more of your specific work. But, um, you know, I can understand that definitely um, with someone who has those foundations. 
Maybe if you don't have those foundations, maybe leave off that you were a lifeguard to Angela's point, you know, um, leave off that you were a broker, um, you know, just start your experience with clinical research. And if you're a, you know, 25 plus CRA, you know, veteran, maybe um, you have the bullets about that your coordinator work or your nurse work before, but then you start your actual employment, you know, professional experience part at the bottom, maybe you just start with your CRA experience right off the bat because you've been doing that for, you know, 20, 25 years. So maybe you just start with that and your actual fleshed out experience and have the bullets of your foundation up at the top. Just different ideas for you guys, because I think it really depends on how long you've been at it, what kind of experience you have to offer, because we want to showcase that you've got diversity. We just want it to be relevant. That's what we like Mm -hmm. to see. Right. Well, another thing, too, I'm reading more and more and more about people really telling a story through their resume. I mean, we talk about storytelling all the time, but more in the context of to where I can look at your resume and see that you've been in control of your career and you have a goal in mind and that you're progressing your career according to those goals, et cetera. But there are actually storytelling resumes. So you could do a blend to where your your most recent, like if you're applying for a CRA gig and, and you've been in the industry as a CRA for 20 years, those details you provide, those dates, the clients you've worked with, what you've accomplished in each role, et cetera. But then underneath that, you could even still tell a story. You know, I, I entered in the field working for MD Anderson as a clinical research coordinator on oncology projects, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you just tell a story. So you're not leaving it up to the imagination of the recruiter or the hiring manager. You're still showing and and highlighting the relevant backstory that you have without having to give those dates. Now, if somebody asks you for the dates, you give the dates. So you need to be keeping track of the dates so they don't accidentally slip or what have you. But this shows that you're passionate about the industry. You've got great foundations. And here's what what I've been doing most recently. So there's a lot of different ways that you could approach it. I agree. Wonderful. Well, any other thoughts on this subject before we leave them with this for today? The, other, the only other thing I would say is if, if you're not sure what to add to your resume, you're not sure what to remove from your resume, ask somebody. But make sure it's a reputable person that you ask. Mm-hmm. There are resume writing companies out there that I don't think are worth the salt that they stand on. And all they do is take your data and just make it pretty. This audience needs to understand that garbage in results in garbage out. And we haven't started talking about cover letters yet, but it's even more important whenever you're really trying to to tell your story. You know, if you want somebody to help you with formatting, understand it's formatting only. What we're talking about today is content, and it's critically important that you know how to represent that content in a way that makes you shine. And a lot of times coaches will help. There's a lot of really great CRA coaches in the industry. If we're representing you, we're going to provide that detail. But go reach out to a niched recruiter with a good reputation because they will tell you they have their fingers on the pulse of the industry, and they're going to be able to tell you what sponsors are looking for. And that's the point is honest representation of your skills and qualities, but knowing what to add and what to remove sometimes can be tricky and it might vary based off of who and what you're applying for. So keep that in mind as well. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Definitely. Mm -hmm. 
thank you so much, Angela and Natalie. What a great discussion. Um, and thanks to everybody out there who's been listening um, at CRE Resources. We understand you have so many options when it comes to selecting which clinical recruiting company to partner with. As Angela mentioned, not only do we take pride in working with the highest quality CRAs and site managers, we also only work with quality pharmas, biotechs, medical device companies, and CROs who recognize the importance and value of a CRA's role. So we want to represent you as best we can. So feel free to reach out at creresources.com for more information about our firm. And we really can't wait to work with you.